Hello and welcome. My name is Bobby Pompey, and I am here to introduce you to some services and training options at the Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco. To start, as I said, we're a San Francisco organization, but we have a number of satellite locations. We have an office in Berkeley, in San Rafael, and in Eureka. And we cannot forget our Enchanted Hills camp that you may be familiar with in Napa. The majority of our services are going to have some kind of fee associated with them, but if you're in the area, there are lots of scholarship opportunities, so be sure to ask for that as we progress and give you information about how to get involved. Also, if you're not in California, please feel free to reach out to your vocational rehab services wherever you are, and I'm sure they'll have ideas for some trainings that's that are in your area or for some of our larger programs that you hear about, there may be a way for you to connect with us in the Lighthouse. So just so you know, we'll be going over how to get started at the Lighthouse, our North Coast office and all of its services, orientation and mobility, independent living skills, Braille, and our deafblind program. Now, even though we're talking about all of these different programs, they're going to have one person at our agency is going to start as your point of entry, shall we say, to services and trainings and all of the things. And her name is Esmeralda Soto. Um, we often call her Ezzy around the office. So if I slip and I call her Ezzy, that's who I mean, because that's how I know her. And her phone number is going to be 415 323 3673. I'll say that again. That'll be 415-323-3673. And our email address is going to be info at lighthouse-sf.org. Again, that's info at lighthouse-sf.org. And the last part of our that email address is also our website. So if you feel free to check out our website, it'll have much more information about all of our services, including our calendar of events and ways to sign up for our email newsletters that you can get weekly or monthly or different intervals. And that website again would be lighthouse-sf.org. And if you didn't get the contact information right now, don't worry, stay to the end and you'll hear it again. Yes, that's a ploy to get you to stay to the end. <laughs> so first, we want to start out with just walking you through the process of what happens. So you want services at Lighthouse. And I'll have my first colleague come and talk to us. I'd like to introduce Debbie Bacon. Hi, Debbie. You want to tell people how they can start this ball rolling? Yes, I will. Let me first say that um, I'm the rehabilitation counselor at the Lighthouse, and I meet with Many of our new students, I've been working for the Lighthouse for eight years, almost nine years. And so as Bobby said, you're going to contact Esmeralda first. She is your first point of contact. And I want to make sure that you know that Esmeralda can also provide you translation in Spanish. She does Spanish-speaking intakes for us. And she can also refer you to our Spanish-speaking support groups. And we have a couple of those in the, in the Bay Area. Um, what you're going to first do is you're going to do an intake. And um, if you call and she sends you to me, then you'll work with me. 
And we have a social worker on staff named Jeff Carlson, and you might work with him or my colleague, Janet Pomerantz in the North Coast, who will be speaking to you in a minute. But we all do an intake, and in the intake, we're going to ask you loads of questions, but we're really going to be focusing on what is really frustrating or, or just causing you all kinds of stress right now concerning the changes in your vision. Or what is the new thing you want to try to do that you haven't been able to do before because of the changes in your vision? And so then we'll talk to you about the orientation mobility training, the independent living skills, the technology training, the Braille, and even adjustment to vision loss, which kind of takes place over all of these classes and all of your training. And we also have on staff to support that, our colleague who is our staff psychologist in counseling, services provider, Dr. Connie Conley-Jung. So not only do you have access to all of those training classes and my colleague, Dr. Connie Conley-Jung, but you also can access other departments. For example, we have a community services department and that's a really cool department because they provide lots of social activities, lots of education and learning activities, and they do a really cool health program that involves exercises and yoga classes and learning how to be healthy. And um, it's all very engaged with other people. And so there's a lot of opportunity there. So that's just one of our many departments. I would also like to tell you this because I think it's really important. A good portion of our teaching staff have some type of vision loss, whether it be someone who has totally blind or someone who has some partial vision, they know the tools that they're teaching you because they use the tools that they're teaching you. So that's how you get started. And how does someone actually get these services once the intake is done? You call, as I do the intake, and then we refer you. So if, you're, if you need help with your phone, we might refer you to the technology department and then they take over and you're off and running. If you need to learn how to cook and clean, I might refer you to Bobby here and she'll get you going. If you need to learn how to get around and cross the street or even if it's just going down the stairs at your apartment, I might send you to my colleague Robert who will be talking to you later. So. That's what I do, and I send you off when you're on the way and on the road. Okay. Thank you, Debbie. Um, uh -huh, next thank up, you. Next up, we'll have Janet Palmerans come, and she does something very similar to Debbie, but she does it all at the North Coast. So you want to tell us all about the North Coast, Janet? I'm Janet Pomerantz from Lighthouse of the North Coast. I'm a social worker. I wear a lot of different hats, and... Uh, the Lighthouse of the North Coast was established in 1999, largely due to the efforts of the members of the Humboldt Blind community who requested to have blindness services for the Northern California rural region. Our office is located in Eureka, which is in Humboldt County. We're five hours north of San Francisco, so as you can tell, we're kind of remote. We currently serve three counties, Humboldt County, Del Norte, which is an hour from the Oregon border, and Trinity County to the east. Uh, we're housed in the Humboldt Senior Resource Center, which is an old school house that provides an array of social services to older adults, some of whom um, our students use those programs as well, so it's a good match. Um, we provide the same range of services uh, that Debbie mentioned to all our blind and low vision students. Um, 
Yeah. And you could contact um, us through Ezzy, and Ezzy will refer you uh, to us. I could give you a call um, if need be. And we get started in the same, much in the same way, you know, determining what it is that you want, where you are with your vision loss, and we can help guide you uh, along. Being in such a rural area, are there any special barriers or things to consider um, that affect students and their ability to access training in that area? Sure. Well, one of the major ones is transportation. Uh, we do have paratransit and a bus. Um, and we luckily are, are centrally located in Eureka, but that doesn't necessarily um, help people in Del Norte and Trinity County or even in the surrounding areas. So we try our best to be creative and uh, we may be with you on the phone or in Zoom in the beginning. Um, we may have to meet you at an alternative location, um, but we really do our best to serve folks. So I really encourage you not to ever let the transportation barriers be a barrier to you calling us because that's, you know, we can certainly help you with resources and get you started. Yeah, please don't let it hold you back. Just reach out and see what we can yep. do. Yeah. Um, so I love the creativity piece and the using the phone and the Zoom. And so I know most other people, um, everyone is starting to have to use the phone and Zoom. So how do you feel using the phone and Zoom for North Coast offices has prepared you for now that the fact that we're in the middle of this COVID pandemic and all of our physical offices are closed? What kind of things are you doing now? Well, probably more Zoom and more phone, to be honest with you, Bobby. Um, you know, we've developed some different types of groups. Um, yoga and meditation and support, which has been really a nice group for people during this whole shelter in place for them to really connect with each other and to have a tool uh, to help them really live their daily lives and uh, for us all to live our daily lives, to be quite frank. Um, it's a mm -hmm. challenging time. And doing more, some more support groups and, and uh, education as best as we can, reaching out with our uh, local agencies. So that's kind of what we've been doing. Thank you, Janet. You're welcome. Um, the next colleague I'd like to introduce is one of our, I believe, 13. Wow, it's hard to imagine there's so many, <laughs> but they're all so good, uh, of our orientation and mobility specialists. So, uh, hi, Robert Almanana. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little yes. bit about Lighthouse's philosophy on mobility? Right. My name is Robert Alminana, and I've been a certified O&M instructor at the Lighthouse for five years. So um, my Lighthouse colleagues and I recognize that traveling independently is done in many different ways. And uh, once essential skills are learned, students can concurrently learn alternate systems for travel, such as, for example, human guide skills, um, transit using community paratransit or rideshare services such as Uber and Lyft. Um, additionally, the uh, orientation and mobility specialists at the Lighthouse also provide training in navigation systems such as mobility apps on smartphones like Blind Square or Microsoft Soundscape or mm -hmm. orientation devices such as the BrainPort. Mm -hmm. um, also, while we 
do teach students to use the long cane, the long white cane, uh, of course. We are also skilled uh, in teaching uh, the use of uh, the support cane along with the long cane or uh, the use of a wheelchair along with the long, uh, with the long cane. And we also teach uh, visual, visual aids such as monocular telescopes and tints for mitigating glare. Um, you know, um, Bobby, at the Lighthouse, we believe that the ability to move about independently uh, with confidence and grace is uh, really an essential step towards self-confidence, independence, mm -hmm. and uh, living a full life. I 100% agree with you on that point, and I thank you for bringing in the full breadth and depth of O&M services. Um, sometimes, from what I see, unfortunately, it gets lumped into its only the white cane and although the white cane is a very important part and for some people a, a strong symbol of their independence as a blind person um, there's so many other skills that go along with it so what kind of strategies are you and our other O&Mers using um, to teach all of these skills to students well you know at the lighthouse uh, we teach a, a, a myriad of ways, uh, or, I mean, we teach O&M in a myriad kinds of ways. Uh, you know, uh, yes, we do have 13 certified uh, orientation and mobility specialists, and uh, we provide services in English, in Spanish, in French, and uh, American Sign Language. And of course, we also use language interpreters when, we, when it's needed. So the different ways we teach O&M could be lumped into three categories. One, you know, we recognize that instruction is um, highly individualized, has to be highly individualized, and so it is provided in a one-on-one, -on -one, hands-on basis. And uh, training um, is, is uh, tailored to the student's specific needs and goals such as, uh, you know, are you wanting to gain or retain employment? Um, do you need to learn how to navigate a college, a college campus, uh, your next college campus? Uh, do you, uh, you know, need to learn how to navigate your new community or do your shopping independently? Um, we also teach public transit, you know, all forms of public transit from bus to red systems to the long distance train and also airport navigation. The second group um, of methods would be that, you know, in addition to the one-on-one -on -one training, the Lighthouse offers week-long immersion training for local, um, out-of-town or even out-of-state students individually or in small groups. So we find that students um, often benefit from the experience and the camaraderie that peers provide. Um, incidentally, we are a partner of Guide Dogs for the Blind in San Rafael and provide instruction to possible Guide Dog users. That, this program is facilitated by uh, Guide Dogs for the Blind and the students uh, refer to us, uh, to the Lighthouse, for their actual uh, orientation and mobility training. And the third uh, way we provide services uh, in orientation and mobility is by way of two-hour workshops uh, that are focused on specific topics. Some of the uh, recent um, and upcoming topics have included, um, so you want, uh, so you think you want a guide dog. Uh, another mm -hmm. one has been raising cane, learning more about your cane choices and their attributes. 
um, um, others uh, uh, focused on use of GPS systems. And uh, finally, starting in July next month, we will be offering a 12 class over six weeks O&M distance training course to introduce uh, students to foundational O&M concepts and skills and current technologies for safe and independent travel. Excellent. Thank you, Robert. Um, and that definitely ties into all of our efforts to still find ways to maintain and provide services during this pandemic. So thank you for that, Robert. Um, I will speak for a little while now. Um, I am one of the independent living skills specialists at Lighthouse. Um, there are not quite as many of us um, as there are O&M instructors, but we are two and we are too strong. Um, so independent living skills, um, the, the really the bare bones of it, uh, I will often describe it as this, these are the skills that teach you how to make this blindness or low vision thing or whatever label you identify, how to make it work and how to make it work for you and how you can do that with a strong emphasis on the you. Um, so a very student-centered um, approach with a lot of autonomy and responsibility and guidance from what you as a student need and want. So independent living skills are those things that you do from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to sleep. So a lot of times we get kind of stereotyped or a lot of people have a main association, I shall say, of us as the cooking instructors. And don't get me wrong, I love cooking. I love teaching cooking. Um, when our offices open back up, I cannot wait to be back in our fabulous kitchen at our San Francisco location. But there's so much more to independent living skills. So we, of course, teach the cooking. Um, and then going along with the cooking is the cleaning. But there are also things like clothing management and identification. Um, sometimes we work with parents who are doing things with their kids and doing projects. Um, we do things like accessing print. Are you using uh, services like the National Library Service to read books or Newsline to access your newspapers? Are you using optical character recognition software that will take a picture and read out text. Um, so something like a seeing AI to read your mail. How are you identifying groceries if you're getting your instant cart deliveries? Um, so all of those kind of things fall under our umbrella. We can also include things like hobbies. So what are you doing for fun, whether that's movies or knitting or whatever. Um, and then, of course, if you are someone who does have low vision, a lot of skills can be taught under that. So things like magnifying glasses or video magnifying devices, how to use eccentric viewing. So changing the shift of your eye. So you're looking out of the portion where you have um, vision that is helpful to you adding contrast and glare and lighting and all of those things to the environment. So it's really a lot. And the important thing to note again is that it is individual. So a couple things that we are doing, doing this um, pandemic and things that can be accessed virtually. So these are things that if you are not in California, you would have access to at least this next one that I'm talking about. And that's our hands-on weekly series. So this is where we take an ILS topic. And for two hours on Friday from 10 a.m. to noon, um, Pacific time, 
we talk about it and we have a dialogue and we teach them skills. And by the end of it, you have something that you have done. So for example, our sewing workshop, we talked about sewing, some things you may want to sew, supplies to have, things like that. And then by the end of that session, people had created a face mask that had lavender and some kind of grain in it that can be used as a heated compress or cold compress on the eyes. So that is something, again, that people can participate in all around the country. We also have a program that's usually for mainly California natives, but again, reach out to your vocational rehab counselor and see what options you have. And that is our Changing Vision, Changing Life. That's a week-long program where students participate in all of the services that you're hearing now for the most part um, and get to spend time with 10 to 12 people that are low vision and going through similar things. And this is something where Although we're talking about all of these skills, I think it was Robert who mentioned the camaraderie and there's just nothing like it. It is something that's very hard to put in words, but these are people that oftentimes have never been around someone else who is blind to low vision. And it's really just beautiful to watch that transition within a week. So if you are newer to blindness skills, um, remember that changing vision, changing lives or CVCL because it is kind of a little appetizer to services or sampler. And once you've had that little taste, you can decide how you want it to shape your journey. Um, and then of course, my colleague and I are still doing individual ILS training and in many of the ways that have already been mentioned with the phone and the Zoom. So next up, I would like to introduce our fabulous Braille instructor. Um, so go ahead, Davina Carlson, feel free to introduce yourself. Um, and then I have some questions for you about Braille. Sure. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Davina, and um, I've been working at the Lighthouse for the last 27 years, going 28. And I'm so happy to be here. Wow. So I'm sure this is a question that you've gotten probably all of those 27 years, if not at least the last 10. Right. Is real obsolete? Absolutely not. Uh, as long as the sighted world is reading and accessing print, uh, we, the blind community and the low vision folks, should have an equal access to print, whether through large print, audio, technology, and definitely Braille. But why, Davina? If we have all this technology and for people that have low mm -hmm. vision, I can have, take a picture and my phone will read it to me. Why do I That's need this right. Good questions. Well, you can't take a picture of the print on your microwave, can you? And then we'll tell you what it is and then you have to find where that <laughs> print is. So that's exactly why, you know, people should learn Braille if they have problem accessing this print. Um, like either labeling and marking their spices, washers and dryers, microwave, even just playing poker with your friends and family using a braille playing cards. And definitely if you're, um, you know, wanting to read children's book to your young child or uh, if you're grandparents to your grandchildren. And definitely if you're working, 
statistics shows that it, employment is higher for people who are blind with the braille, uh, braille skills. So, mm -hmm. you know, using it with technology, with braille displays are definitely very useful now these days. So I'm going to I'm going to keep picking on you, Davina. What if sure. I'm too old? I'm too old for braille. I didn't learn it when I was a kid, so I can't do it. No, you can as long as you have that determination, you have that tactile sensitivity in your fingers, and you have a good memory, and you're willing to learn, you definitely could learn Braille. And so, you know, whether you're 19 or 99, definitely. Okay, I think you've convinced me. <laughs> so how does it work? <laughs> what kind of, what levels of Braille does, uh, do you teach LA House? Yeah, well, first I conduct an assessment and formulate our goals. And from there, I uh, conduct a braille readiness to all my students. So make sure you develop that tactile sensitivity. So when uh, you're ready for touching those dots, uh, then we could learn our alphabets and numbers. And that also includes writing, where I teach slate and stylus to write as like your paper and pen, and also a Perkins Brailler to type Braille. And um, that also could uh, incorporate to uh, refreshable Braille displays. And mm -hmm. after that, if you are into more challenge, we could move on to grade two contracted unified English Braille. And also sometimes I do teach Spanish Braille to Spanish speaking students as well. Excellent. Well, thank you, Davina. Thank um, you, Bobby. Well, last but not least, Davina shared that she's been with us for 27, almost 28 years. So we're going to introduce our Lighthouse newbie <laughs> that we're still getting to know. And it's great having Nye on our team. And I want to introduce Nye D'Amato to talk about our DeafBlind Equipment Program, which is something that Lighthouse offers specifically for the state of California, um, but Nye will definitely go over the fact that this is a national thing. So no matter where you are, you can be involved. So you want to tell us about this program with this long title? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Nye here. And like Bobby said, I am new to the Lighthouse, but I've been involved with this program since very close to its beginning seven years ago. So it is a mouthful. It's called the National deaf-blind equipment distribution program, but for those who can't hold on to such long acronyms, it's also called I Can Connect, a much easier acronym to remember, right? Yeah. And like the acronym says, the main goal of the program is that if you are both deaf and blind or have any level of vision or hearing loss, then you can receive free equipment and training through this national program. It is available in all 50 states, in DC, the US Virgin Islands, Guam, and Puerto Rico. So as long as you live in any of those areas, there are agencies local to each region that can serve you through this program. Mm. Does someone have to be completely deaf or completely blind to be eligible for this? Absolutely not. You do have to be legally blind, and then you have to have enough of a hearing loss that your ability to communicate is affected. So as long as you meet those and you're low income, then you are eligible for this program. 
and what kind of equipment is provided and kind of give a quick summary of what happens after the people get their equipment. Sure. So there's two kinds of equipment that you can get through this program. You can get what you might call mainstream equipment, like a phone or a computer or a tablet that anyone would use for the purpose of communication. And then you can also get specialized equipment like a braille display, or you can get magnification software or screen reading software, or you can get video relay or voice carryover. Any specific technology that assists you in either hearing or seeing better or in using speech or braille is eligible through this program, as well as equipment that works with your medical equipment, like direct audio input um, for hearing aid or cochlear implant users. Um, once you get your equipment, then you receive training until you're comfortable using your equipment. So. It's not like we're going to give you the shiny new braille display and then leave you to figure it out on your own. Instead, what you will have is a trainer come to you personally and work with you in your preferred language. That could be English, American Sign Language, Spanish, French, or another language, um, in which case we would have an interpreter. And then mm -hmm. you can receive services to train you on that equipment and software until you feel like you are totally confident using it on your own. Excellent. So you definitely seems like you don't have to be tech savvy to do this. Um, and so I want to wrap us up there. We've given you a lot of information, uh, and I want to highlight that all of the things that we have talked about, again, I want to bring attention back to our colleague Esmeralda Soto or Ezzy um, as our initial point of contact for all of this and even stuff that we have not talked about. And again, her phone number is 415-323-3673. That's 415-323-3673. And her email address would be info at lighthouse-sf.org info at lighthouse-sf.org and feel free to check out all of our services and information about what we have going on on our website which is lighthouse-sf.org thank you